Ho, 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 hello, and welcome to the Castable Christmas Special. My name is Matt House, and I'm the host of this wonderful time of year. And for this Christmas special, we have previous Castable guests to return and pitch their favourite Christmas song. Each guest will have to try and convince me why I should declare them to be the winner. Once I've heard all of their pitches, I'll finally decide which one I'm officially making this year's Castable number one to kick off our holiday playlist this Christmas. Some of the excerpts will be longer, some will be shorter, but you can listen to them all in their full glory on our Patreon page, which will be in the podcast notes below. Uh, make sure to sign up. And at the end of each pitch, there may even be a few festive floor fillers, or should I say stocking fillers, along the way. First, we'll begin with the magnificent Tom Parry. I hope you enjoy this festive special. Merry Christmas, Matt. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, well, welcome back, Tom Parry. Thank you so much. And what a warm intro as well. So it's great to have you back, Tom. And uh, Thank hopefully you. you're having uh, enjoying this uh, wintry holiday treat. Absolutely love, love Christmas. Sure, we all do. But yeah, love Christmas. My birthday's around Christmas time as well. So it's always felt like a very uh, bumper time for me in the, in the, in the year. Yeah. Always look forward to December. Well, funny you should say that. My birthday, uh, when, when, when is your birthday, Tom? 16th. 16th. My birthday. I... I don't yeah. want to trump you, but I'm 24th, so it's really oh my very, God. very concentrated. Actually, yeah, it's it's Wowie. annoyingly close. It's annoyingly close because like too close. I'm not sure if you felt it, but like a lot of people wrap up my gifts with uh, Christmas paper. It's a small detail, but one I've always yeah, yeah it's en- unacceptable. Also, Christmas cards in, in lieu of birthday cards. Get fucked, no. mate. Take, not good it's like take that Auntie Carol yeah so, uh, so and you've got an Auntie Carol as well so it's very Christmassy <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Um, god oh, it's Christmas Eve baby that is tough going mate yeah. tough tough going it's um, it's just hard to celebrate because like thing is like, I think it's a generational thing because a lot of people yeah like my age don't really go out on Christmas Eve to party anymore a lot of people like to stay indoors for like uh, for family so I never really had that big birthday celebration but uh, and definitely won't be having it this year Tom so no absolutely <laughs> not <laughs> but, uh, so you're a fan of Christmas which is wonderful uh, are you a fan of Christmas music Oh, tremendously so. I mean, although I will say this, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Christmas music, but I believe in kind of holding off until the right time to listen to it. I'm not one of these people who agrees with starting to listen to Christmas music in November or as soon as Halloween's out of the way. Yeah. I feel like I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to that. I think the right time to start Christmas music in my mind is once my birthday, like I wait until my birthday's done <laughs> and then it's like right now it's Christmas and then for those kind of two weeks... It's all Christmas tunes all of the way. Yes. So I think it's time to head to see what you would like to pitch to us, Tom. What song or songs would you like to pitch for your well, top three? I know. I've, I'm pitching three. Yeah. I've got Renegade. Uh, I've got my stone. I've got my Stone Cold classic, and then I've got a couple of kind of kind of niche treats that mm-hmm. I always like to share with people. Yeah. So um, my Stone Cold classic. Uh, I'll say till last, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the first one I'm bringing to the table is a version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town yes. by Joseph Spence. Which I, um, I have never heard before, but I thankfully I listened to it before this podcast because my goodness, what it was, it was a, it was a treat. Very confusing treat to begin with, but as soon as I knew what was happening, I was like, "Oh, this is this is cool." It's a, I mean, Joseph Spence is an incredibly talented acoustic guitarist who has quite an eclectic um, 
vocal style, shall mm-hmm. we say. And it feels a little bit like you're listening to your... Why I like it is it feels a little bit like you're listening to your drunk uncle late on a Christmas yeah. night, kind of giving it a go. Yeah. And obviously, what, what what's going on is this incredibly talented guitarist is playing a beautiful acoustic version of Santa Claus Come Down. But what you hear over the top is like... And it's like... It's so rambunctious and ramshackle and yeah. joyful and it has this real kind of drunken energy to it mm-hmm. um, that sums up Christmas for me, I feel like. Yeah, you know what? It did have a... It was very Christmassy, but it's the Christmas you don't really see. It's it's the 11pm, you've been drinking all day for the last 12 hours kind of vibe. You started to get the old port out of the cupboard because that's the only things left in the house. That's the kind of thing, the vibe Absolutely. it has. That's exactly it. And it all like... It, you know, it makes me think of a warm pub where someone's got a guitar yes. and it's like, that's what's going on. Um, so I, I just love the atmosphere around it. I feel that uh, I do really like the song. However, I feel like it's the kind of song if you were to put on during Christmas dinner, the rest of your family would stop to take off the Spotify from you. You would lose that privilege for that a bit because I feel like uh, it's one of these things where like they'd be like, what is going on? But I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it though. It's really awesome. Matt, it is as if you have witnessed my family Christmases because <laughs> that is literally what happens to me and no one likes it when I'm in charge of the music on Christmas Day we've kind of got like this stone cold classic cassette that my mom still plays yeah. the reason she won't get rid of a cassette player is so she can play it's kind of this um, it's kind of this church choir full of kids from about 1987 that is like that's the sound of Christmas Day in our house mm-hmm. and the time when I tried to veer off into my eclectic Christmas collection, it did not go well. Tom, I think this is, I don't want to overstep this friendship, but I feel that this is why we're kindred spirits, because I think we're both that person where we're like, hey, guess who's putting on the punk Christmas collection? This guy. Exactly, right, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) It's exactly that. For the last two years, I put on punk Christmas, like, in the morning, just to kind of get away with it, and no one else enjoys it, but this guy, you know, it's it's how I get into Christmas, you know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. I want to hear Bad Religion sing a Christmas song, and I want to hear Ramones moaning on Christmas Day. That's what I want. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But yeah, so that's a great, great one. Um, what other niche treats do you have? So this this may well be my favourite, but um, and it, it's like it's called Santa Claus is a Black Man. Yes, and it's by Akeem and the Teddy Van Production Company. And it, I guess, I mean, it has the trappings of a novelty single. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's kind of got one of these kind of saccharine child um, vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, my God, it, I, it, I feel like it, it's a, it's got such an emotional gut punch. And then the final kind of chorus, you know, uh, an adult vocalist takes over mm-hmm. and the vocals absolutely soar. And um, mm-hmm. it just gets me right where it's pure it's just I think yeah. it's, got, it's like it's a beautiful message and a beautiful song so, so um they kind of uh, so i've only listened to it once but the story is that a kid uh, gets to see uh, a black man as, uh, as santa claus and is telling the whole family oh uh, santa claus is a black man and uh, and like it so it kind of builds up though i really liked it for that reason because it, it starts off with that vo- kid's vocal and i think having yeah as you say it was quite saccharine to begin with but as soon as the ensemble came together, about a minute in, it just started building up and up. And at the end, it's like a phoenix from the flames. It's brilliant. Absolute, absolutely right. And it's kind of, it's in the tradition, a dance as old as time, of which 
must admit, I was late to the party. You know, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa yes, Claus is yeah. the song, isn't it? And it, it was only very recently that I realised, oh, the point of that song is that Daddy is dressed up as Father Christmas mm-hmm. and that's what the kid's seen. I thought it was genuinely a song about Father Christmas going around, <laughs> <laughs> overstepping the mark. Um, and so obviously it's in that vein. Yeah. But there's something so beautiful about, you know, it just makes you stop and go, you know, so a child sees Father Christmas, but it's the, her dad dressed up, obviously, and mm-hmm. she's she's delighted to find out that Santa Claus is a black man. And it's just like, it's such, it's such a beautiful, um, you know, it says such a lovely, simple message about representation, I guess. Yeah. But in such a succinct way. Uh, and like, she's telling her dad this. And the, when it gets into the second verse, and the dad's kind of agreeing. And she said, like, she says, and he's handsome. And he's like, mm, I can dig it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. She, it's basically this girl's got the coolest dad in the world, yeah. basically. And then and then when the mother comes in and starts singing, it just, it really does go places. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it feels very wholesome. And, uh, and I, I think I liked it more because like, it was very, um, yeah, to begin with, I was like, oh, I'm not sure where this is going. But then, yeah, it was, it was it's very sweet. As I say, it's good representation. Although, and and the ear, it's an absolute earworm. I think like the reason I, the reason it was my first choice when you said what songs would you bring to the table, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's got to be Santa Claus is a Black Man because I sing that year round. It stays with me. Yeah. That kind of it's so catchy. Santa Claus is a black man. Santa Claus is a black man, and he's handsome like my daddy too and it's like but but like that 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 like refrain oh it doesn't go away does not go anywhere it stays right in your brain Uh, also i think uh, what we skirted past very fast is the fact that uh you you think santa gets off with loads of mums all around the the other country it's brilliant thought that thought that for so long (laughs) well i've only found out today i've only found out today actually (laughs) yeah there you go Um, Santa Claus was a black man. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It really, honestly, it does not go anywhere. Don't you worry, Tom Perry. It'll be in my ears for the rest of Christmas. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it will indeed. That's it, yeah. So, and then my favourite, my go-to, my kind of absolute banger is... I mean, my favourite Christmas album of all time is, a, a you know, a Christmas present from Phil Spector, that kind of a, a Christmas present for you, mm-hmm. um, Phil Spector's album, which is one of, you know, when he kind of invent when he was inventing the wall of sound. Mm-hmm. And like he kind of invented, he invented the sound of the Christmas single, mm-hmm. Phil Spector. And like, obviously, the, the man was a lunatic and a nightmare, <laughs> um, but he was a genius and... Um, this al- the album is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, if if no if no one if people don't listen to that, I, that's hundred percent what I would point to you towards is a Christmas gift for you, yeah. Phil Spector Christmas album with like incredible vocalists on it, and it, it's kind of you're listening to the Christmas sound become invented yeah. that kind of the saxophones those kind of the the, the jingle bells the wall of sound mm-hmm. it's it's so lush it's one of the sort of from a production point of view it's my favorite one of my favorite albums of all time really wow um, and strong. i think that yeah i mean like the production on it is just it's just you're listening to perfection wow I, i'm gonna check that out because I'm, I'm i don't really recognize it. i've just googled it and uh yeah so it's from like the ni- 1963 and the, yeah it looks looks brilliant i'm gonna check that out yeah and and you kind of go like before that out like i think you know it was recorded in la in the middle of the summer so you're thinking of this like recording studio it's there everyone's pulling up but what the sound they create is the is the modern sound of christmas you know like up until that point it was hymns and all that kind of thing and then once phil Spector got hold of what christmas music should sound like you realize without that we wouldn't have the next 
40 years yeah. of Christmas so, s- singles. Historic piece of... Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and, and also just such a fun listen as well mm. it's just it's brilliant stuff and the jewel in the crown of the whole album for me is Darling Love Christmas Baby Please oh. Come Home which is you know I think I think Darling Love is um, one of the greatest vocalists of all time mm-hmm. one of the most unsung kind of least revered she should be so much more revered than she is I mean, she featured in that 40 feet from stardom documentary mm-hmm. um, which is a brilliant watch as well um, where she said, um, she, you know, obviously she had a career in the 60s and then she fell out with Phil Spector and they kind of, they refused to promote her solo stuff. And she ended up, it was in the 80s, I think, and she was a housekeeper for someone's... Oh, my God. Uh, and, um, and she was cleaning their bathroom uh, in the approach to Christmas and they put the radio on and the song came on and Darlene Love said, that's m- that's me. Oh. I'm, that's me singing that. Yeah. And um, they they said, well, no, of course it isn't. And she was like, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm Darlene Love and started singing it. And they kind of, they from there, she kind of put her career back on track and was like, realised, oh, yeah, I am Darlene Love and kind of started performing again. Oh, my <laughs> God. Amazing, that's... Absolutely amazing oh, stuff. I love a story like that. Genuinely yeah. uh, gripped hooks. Uh, Going to have to check out that, that documentary. Um, is it 40 Feet from Stardom? Yeah, yeah, and it it looks at what it means to be a backing singer. So it looks at the people who were like the backing singers for the Rolling Stones, like Gimme Shelter, and all mm-hmm. those kind of people, like those kind of featured artist singers. It's it, it's a brilliant documentary. Oh. And Darling Love features quite heavily in it. But yeah, this song, I mean, her vocals are incredible, and it is just uh, from from the opening bars, it is just the sound of Christmas for me. Yeah, it really is. It, and um, it's one of these things where it's. Um, I think it's quite iconic because I didn't know the name Darling Love, but I knew the song immediately. And it's like, uh, Christmas, da 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 that one. Um, Chris, yeah, exactly right, Christmas. that's it. And I, th- I think it was covered, I'm trying to think, I think it was covered by the, I think it's been covered by the Ramones, actually. So there'll be a version there for you to listen to as well. Well, to be fair, I'm more than happy with Darlene Love, but if there's Ramones yeah. version doing it, because um, uh, I know Ramones do, uh, I don't want to fight tonight. Uh, it's uh, not, not the best song, but it's, uh, it is a silly Christmas song, and it still will be played whilst people are cutting into their turkey. So um, enjoy. But yeah, uh, also I like the Darlene Love, because um, of the time, it has that Guardians of the Galaxy vibe where it kind of feels uh, very fresh and funky. It's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm glad you love it, because yeah, that's the one. It's oh. What a, what a song. Just to wrap things up with uh, Darlene, uh, Darlene Love, uh, what precisely about that song makes that song better than any other Christmas song? It's, I, I, it's the sentiment of coming home. That's If someone was to say to me, what is Christmas about? Christmas, for me, is about going home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've lived away from... My parents still live in the Midlands. I've lived away from the Midlands now for 15-odd years. Um, and so Christmas has... That's that's the meaning of Christmas for me is being able to go home and see my family. And so, you know, that kind of baby, please come home. And the idea of coming home, um, you know, wherever I am every year, I'll have the drive home for Christmas and I'll be playing the music on the way home. And any song that has the lyrics in it about going home or coming home that they really resonate. And so this is my favorite song to sing on the way home, uh, going home for Christmas. So I think it's time to head to uh, the Christmas floor fillers. Oh no, the Spotify playlist is coming up dry during Christmas dinner and you need to beef it up. What song could you get away with? So what song isn't Christmas themed but sounds like it is? Oh, hello. That is a really interesting one because you have to try and clear any Christmas songs from your 
brain, don't you? I mean, I, t- I tell you what I would go for is um, No Surprises by Radiohead. Oh, yes, absolutely. Could like you? The, chi- the chiming nature of yeah. it and that kind of, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the chimes. Yeah, it's got like, a, it's very soft, like a lullaby. You could get away with it as well. I, that's a really good answer. I love that. That's a hard question, but a good answer for, for sure. Oof. Relieved. Uh, yeah, I am marking you. You will be uh, giving a grade at the end of this. Thank you once again, and I wish you a very Merry Christmas, Tom Parrish. Merry Christmas to you, Matt. Thank you very much. What a pleasure to be here. That was the amazing Tom Parry, and uh, he mentioned a Phil Spector Christmas album, which you should definitely check out if you don't know about it. I didn't know about it before recording this, uh, but after listening to it, it is really remarkable, and I'm sure you'll know most of the songs on there. And now it's time for Nadia Camille. Welcome back, Nadia. How are you doing? Hello, Matt. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we last spoke, a lot's happened, uh, both uh, personally and in the world as well. So I guess mm. it's quite, quite, yeah, it's uh, quite uh, a lot to chew on. Yeah, I spend my time uh, dodging COVID mostly in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a very quite... boring Hunger Games. So it's just like the last person left not <laughs> coughing. <laughs> I mean, that's the sequel we all want to watch. Uh, <laughs> and just to clarify, if, uh, if no one has heard Nadia's episode, uh, you are a doctor, trained to be a doctor. You're not, you're not yes. just going to hospitals for fun, for like uh, no. survival. Well, I, or... I do enjoy it, but yes, <laughs> yeah. it's because um, I'm a student yeah. doctor. We, obviously, there's a lot of gloom in the world, but let's talk about some, uh, not, not too gloomy, let's talk about Christmas music. Are you a fan of Christmas music? Well... I I sort of am despite myself. <laughs> yeah. Could you explain more about that? Because that's interesting. Well, I just kind of like, oh, it's in this country as well. I didn't really realise until I lived in the States and then I came back to the UK around Christmas time because I had an American boyfriend and brought him to the UK for, for a Christmas one time. Mm-hmm. That Christmas music is unrelenting in this country. <laughs> It is om- omnipresent yeah. Yeah. and unrelenting, and it's the same like twenty songs yeah, that you, we we just hear all the time because he sort of pointed it out because obviously when you live in something you don't really notice it but he was like have we not heard this song eight times today already and it would be you know Slade or Wizard or whatever yeah <laughs> like yeah yeah we have and it would be also be on the Christmas TV stuff as well so on your Christmas EastEnders and everything like that. It's always in the background on those shows as well. Absolutely, and so it is. It is like being immersed in a massive custard pile of Christmas <laughs> custard songs. Pile. Well, custard it's like pile. it's you're drowning in it. Yes. In the, yeah. Well, Although technically, you can walk on custard, can't you? Yes, uh, <laughs> you can walk on it, but if you stop for a second to digest, <laughs> it, it will sink you. And uh, um, I am very excited to hear what is your favourite Christmas song, or what song would you like to pitch to us today at Castable? Because uh, my favourite Christmas song is actually a song by Sufjan Stevens. Okay, you know, he's brilliant. got like whole albums of Christmas music. I didn't know that, but I do know like uh, uh, the think, back catalogue is. I think rich. I mentioned him. Yes, you did. Did I mention him, I think, brief for my festival? Because I do love him. He has a whole, a massive, like, triple disc album of Christmas songs. <laughs> and my favourite, there's loads of favourites on there, actually, but my favourite one on it is a song called That Was The Worst Christmas Ever. <laughs> 
I love that already. That sounds great. To be fair, I was already sold on triple triple album deck of Christmas songs, but <laughs> that was the worst Christmas ever. Because there's a lot of obviously in the mainstream ones are like, I wish it could be Christmas every day. But what what this is saying is like, oh thank God, it's more adult, isn't it? It's more like, oh thank God, oh Christ, yeah. Uh, so can you tell us more about that song? Yeah, of course. Well, the whole album is actually, it's great, to be honest. And I like to put it on because he's got lots of hymns and stuff that he's done his versions to with things like banjos and ukuleles and things like that. So I think it sounds really pretty. Um, and he's got lots of versions of old sort of classics like oh, Come, Come, Emmanuel. And then lots of his little sort of poppy versions. He's got a song called Get Thee Behind Me, Santa. And <laughs> it's a great Christmas album. I highly recommend it to everybody. Um, but then this song... Uh, that was the worst Christmas ever. It's beautiful. It's so gorgeous. He plays it really delicately on the banjo and it's so softly, delicately sung uh, with him and then a female voice that harmonises together. And it, there's the lyrics are really simple. Um, and it, But it's to me, it's so scene-setting because it's just about this, like, really... <laughs> I don't know, it's very evocative. It, there's this line where it goes... Our f- Father threw all the gifts in the wood stove. Oh wow! And then my sis, my sister ran to the play yard to uh, playground to read her books, and I just feel like it's so evocative, and it's really I don't know it's something like cold and crispy and mm-hmm. very wintry about it, and and also I h- hate Christmas, <laughs> so for yeah. me I, I relate. <laughs> See, I, I'd like because like, to me, like yeah. Christmas is is often a difficult family situation, and and I feel like that sums up the sort of difficulty of having to spend time with your family, and then somebody does something terrible, like putting all the gifts in the fire. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you, I, you end up running away to read the books. <laughs> yes, and I is I'm just re- looking over the lyrics right now, and it finishes with Silent Night, Holy Night, Silent Night, Nothing Feels nothing Right, Nothing Feels Right, Yeah, and that that's. It's quite. A, it looks quite short in terms of lyrics, but it looks very potent. Do you get I me? Mean? It looks very. Uh, yeah. yeah. As you say, like the sister running away, uh, gifts in the fire. Uh, yeah, and just kind of like, oh, sweet. Yeah, it, it being it has that, uh, like a, a real sick of family Christmas vibe to it, but without yeah. being on the nose. And finally, final question, Nadia, is uh, if there, if there is Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen, what would be your custom Santa Rudolph uh, reindeer name? What would be your custom reindeer name? Oh God, I'm just thinking about because I like I really enjoy dancing in my bedroom, um, mm-hmm. which is the thing I do a lot. But obviously, dancer's already taken. Yeah. But one thing I have is very clicky joints, so I might have to call my reindeer crepitations. <laughs> You know what? We've had a lot of different suggestions for <laughs> reindeer names. Uh, what was it? Crepidatious. Crepitations. Crepitations. Yeah, the medical yeah. name for when you've basically got <laughs> noisy joints. Come on now, Rudolph. Bring on Vixen. Yeah. And uh, why is that? Why is that reindeer clicking? Yeah, you'd be able to hear me coming. <laughs> You'll hear, the, you'll hear the jingle bells and then you'll also hear like... <laughs> Mom, why is, why is the reindeer poorly? It's, it's, it's <laughs> a very haunting Christmas sound. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you once again for joining us, Nadia. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. And uh, yeah, firstly, thank you for coming to Castleville for the first time for your amazing Quinfields, but also thank you for joining us for our Christmas special. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm very I'm looking forward to Quinfield's 2021 to be honest. That was Nadia Camille and now it's time for Matthew Crosby. Well, welcome back Matthew Crosby. Thank you for coming on to the Castable Christmas special. It's my absolute pleasure. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And are you a fan of Christmas music, Matthew? Yes, absolutely 100%. Mm-hmm. As soon as uh you know I don't know if, if we're allowed to say, but it's uh, it's only um, November 19th when we record this. Mm-hmm. So a bit early, although I know a lot of people have been starting Christmas early because, you know, they've got, just got nothing else going on, which yeah. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yes, as soon as it sort of gets to uh, kind of early December, pretty mm-hmm. much the first of December, we just have magic Christmas yes. playing in the house kind of continually. I love it. I just I can't get enough of it. I just think Christmas, and, and, and you know, I, I like, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm going to pick quite a cool song, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not a snob in any way. I'm That's... just, uh, I'm really into all the biggies as well. Your Slades, your Wizards, your E17s, love them. Michael Crosby, what is your pitch for your favourite and best Christmas song? Right, I'm going to pick The Waitresses Christmas Rapping. Oh my god. Now, you know what? I don't think I can recall that, but I know the waitresses and uh, Christmas rapping sounds very, very on my street. Yeah, so it's the one that goes, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Oh, oh yes. I think I'll miss this one this year. It's that yes. one. So, yes. yeah, that's the one uh, to remember. It's 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 an, abs- like, it's an absolute corker. That's exactly right. It's got the sort of big brass, yeah, the big brass kind of middle eight. It's a really good song because it has, uh, it's really upbeat and it's dancing. If you put it on at a Christmas party, people will dance to it. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. That's good. Um, it's a good song in its own right. It's one of those songs that a lot of the, a lot, there are plenty of Christmas songs that they, it's the Christmasness that makes them, that makes you want to sort of enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that make sense? Yes, like I, yeah. I, you know, but this is a song a bit like, um, you know, uh, Slade's Merry, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. I reckon if you if the if the lyrics weren't about Christmas, you'd still like that song. Yes, and I that's... feel like I feel like this is one of those songs. Now that's a good question. Would if it wasn't about Christmas, would it still be a good song? Now that is going to be, I think that's going to be one of my criteria because that's a, that's it's yeah. very interesting. And I think you're right. Wait, like it's a sick, it's sick. You know. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to try my my punk credentials there. I'm trying to say stuff like that. Uh, it's really <laughs> sick. This song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't join in with that, but. I'll support you to the end. Uh, <laughs> that it is a sick song, but no, I, I think it's, um, uh, yeah, I think it's, it, musically, I love it. It's got a phenomenal bass line, mm-hmm. and it's one of those songs that you don't, you sort of don't. I, I think I'd heard it a bunch before I listened to it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like it yes. was always, it, it was it, weirdly, it's, it, it's always been successful in Britain. It's one of those songs that was massive in in the UK and sort of stayed massive. It probably pops mm-hmm. off on most Christmas compilations. So I've seen it on like Top of the Pops two and stuff like that, and I would have seen it a lot, but I'd never properly listened to it. And musically, it's great. It's really like r- really slamming bass line, mm-hmm. great guitar line. Um, I love that kind of detached uh, sort of. Sp- speak singy vocal mm-hmm. i mean like it's you know it's called christmas rapping you know it, the the w-r-a-p yeah. but it sort of is a bit like it's it's the it's the kind of rap that um white people in new york started doing in the 80s <laughs> yeah yeah you very know? much yeah it's 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 the it's the version of rap that um uh is in rapture by blondie yeah it's that it's that version of rap it's not really you know 
it's a it's a it's a it's a short story. She's telling a little story yeah. over over a song. And and also, it's not the kind of rap which uh, you know, like a lot of uh, a conservative would be like, oh, but why is this a Christmas song? It's this nice, it's it's genial, you know. You get into it. It's got nice vibes. I like Absolute, it. Absolutely, yeah. There's nothing gangster about it. <laughs> um, and, yeah. uh, well, that could be a Chris. That, that could be our Christmas uh, single. You know what I mean? Like uh, gangster, gangster. Uh, I- some, I think we might be the the wrong people to. Uh, to, 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 to I think if, if if anyone was going to put together a gangster rap Christmas song, I don't think we would be. Yeah, we're not. The, they would. We have not made the shortlist. No. No. Uh, I'll ask you one more question. Uh, feel free to answer this in whatever way you please. But Santa and Rudolph need some tunes to play for uh, their overnight journey. If you could recommend one album for Santa, what would you pick? Right. I'll tell you now. Something has something has like clicked in my brain. Maybe it was turning forty. I don't know, but definitely in the last year or so, all I feel compelled to listen to is like dad music. Like I've really got into like the other day. Um, <laughs> the other day, Charlie came home and I was cooking, and she was like, "Are you listening to Sting?" And I was like, "No, it's Peter Gabriel." She's like, "It's the same thing. You're listening to." Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> but so I, so I think that this morning, and, th- and, and this is another thing with with having a kid. I know that this window to do this is is really tiny. But I was dropping her over at her, I was dropping her over at her um, grandparents, and I was playing. You know the band Journey, any way you yes. want it. I had yes. that as my sort of song radio, so I picked that song, and then it was all yeah. so. So it was like Journey, it was Good. Tom Petty, it was Jackson Brown, it was Blue Blue Oyster Cult, uh, mm-hmm. Rick Springfield. So I think that kind of thing, like I would get him like a now that's what I call driving type because yes. right Santa we know he's older than forty. Yes, for sure. Of course, and 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 also you're flying around the world at a hell of a pace. Of course, you want to hear Steppenwolf's Born to Be Wild. <laughs> You know, let's not forget. Let's not forget. This is yes. he wants to he wants to feel cool. Yeah, so I think absolutely. yeah, that kind of stuff. Don't fear the reaper. You know that yeah. kind of thing. That's like proper proper driving yeah. music. Sticks renegade. Yeah. That's, yes. That's the absolutely. Kind of vibe. Yeah. Ario Speedwagon. All of this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, cheap trick. That kind yeah, of thing. Oh like my a, god. Yes. A, a compilation. A, a compilation of like that kind of yeah. That kind of that kind of rock music. I'm trying to think Definitely. of what, what you call what do you, what do you call it because it's not. It's not. It's the stuff I listen to when I go running. Billy Billy Idol's White Wedding, that kind of thing. Yes, uh, it's kind of like the the albums you can buy from a service station, W H Smith, in like a bargain bucket. That's yeah, that's the yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like hundred grading drivers uh, driving songs. Do you know what yeah, I mean? like, it would that, be that cool. Kind of like it would be cool. Like now, that's what I call Top Gear or something. Yeah, it'd <laughs> yeah. be it'd be that kind of thing. And James I, I'm... May's uh, uh, ten favorite rock songs. Or exactly. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's it's basically it's the kind of music that's listened to by people with very tight trousers and a big <laughs> belly hanging over those trousers, just like Santa. If you think about it, James May has the same physique as Santa: skinny, skinny little legs with boots yeah. on, big belly hanging over the top. I mean, admittedly, Santa and doesn't wear the floral shirts, but we don't know what he does the rest of the year. Yeah, and also we know that Santa has a lot of a uh, lot of programs on Amazon Prime at the moment. So yeah, there's a big crossover. <laughs> yeah, Santa's always getting like the head elf and Rudolph <laughs> and racing them back to the North Pole in like, okay, you're in a milk float, you're in a, yeah. a yacht on wheels, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it on a Segway. 
Let's see who gets there first. <laughs> and thank you once again, Matthew Crosby. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. I properly love that from Matthew Crosby, but now we have someone with a very different opinion. It's Justin Moorhouse. Hello, everybody listening to Castaval Christmas Special. It's me, Justin Moorhouse. Uh, one of the uh, fine guests you've had on this year so far. I hope the holiday season is treating you well and everybody else is uh, in your family is fine. And uh, I hope that you're uh, looking forward to the end of 2020 like everybody else. Now, a little bit of a confession for you before we go any further. I am a little bit of a Grinch. A little bit of a Scrooge. There's something, the humbug about me when it comes to Christmas songs. I'm not a fan of them. Um, I spent quite a long time working in commercial radio. So uh, December, having to play them. And uh, I don't really like them very much. In fact, I'd go as far as to say I dislike them. I mean, I know that's... I've gone a long way there, haven't I? In fact, I detest them. Um, I'll tell you the worst one. And and, and it'll be somebody's favourite. The Waitresses Christmas Wrapping. I just... Oh, oh, it just gets right on my tits. However, there is one song that I am a little bit... Well, there's two. Okay, right. Honourable mention to um, David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Rum, pum, 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 pum. Only because, little drummer boy, only because it's ridiculously bad to see uh, uh, Bing Crosby and David Bowie looking not at his best, like he needs a Christmas dinner or two, singing. That's all right. It's an all right one, but it's the quality's not great. And it's a bit short. But I love... Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It's an absolute belter. It's live. It's raw. It's a great song. It's Bruce Springsteen. And I saw him do it live in Manchester in July, a couple of years ago. Because somebody uh, in the crowd was dressed as Santa Claus and got him up on stage. That will always be my favourite Christmas song. Holiday song, as you're calling it, I suppose. Anyway, Merry Christmas, Happy Festivus, Great Winterval times, enjoy your pagan feasts, whatever you're doing, take care, bye-bye. That was just Moor House, and from one great broadcaster to another, here's Stuart Goldsmith. My favourite uh, Christmas tune, and one that I will listen to, I would say, over the last five or six Christmases, I would, I would probably have listened to this all the way through something like 15 to 20 times uh, is Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rea specifically the Revenge Rerub. Now I don't know what that means I don't know much about music, I don't know what a rerub is, whether it's something like a dub and then a redub and then a rerub or something, I don't know um, and it may be that a rerub isn't a thing, it's just the name of it, but I'm happy to tell you that although I can't uh, identify who made this piece of musical genius if you type in Revenge Rerub uh, into your uh, the browser of your choice, um, then you'll be able to find it because it's in a couple of places. It's no longer on SoundCloud, which is where I used to play it. But it is a six and a half minute version of Driving Home for Christmas with almost no lyrics. 
And the first time you hear it, you sort of think, oh, this is clever. They've just looped the bit at the beginning and added some sparkles. And that is pretty much what they've done. And yet it is somehow greater than the sum of its parts. I think I started off liking it ironically and then it quite grew on me. And then I liked it ironically again. And now I, I find it deeply meaningful. Uh, I, I think it's a wonderful piece of music and I, I urge everyone to listen to it. I think my other Christmas favourite is the... Now, what's it called? It's on the Charlie Brown soundtrack. So it's some lovely piano. And I've just paused to look it up. It's by uh, Vince Guaraldi, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, it's so lovely and gentle and makes me feel like I'm at home. And... Uh, uh, that that's a wonderful... So these aren't very funny, aren't they? They're just real recommendations. <laughs> so if you want to feel warm and sort of uh, homely and like everything is all right with the world at Christmas time, which, of course, let's not forget, it isn't. But if you'd like to feel like it is, I highly recommend A Charlie Brown Christmas by Vince Guaraldi. I believe that's a whole album. Um, or the revenge rerub of Chris Rea's Driving Home for Christmas it is it's been described on the website i'm looking at as uh, deep soul or deep and soulful possibly but uh, it really has to be heard at maximum volume to be believed and it's an absolute christmas tradition of mine to not only play that when i am driving home on my final gig before christmas um but also throughout christmas uh when we go on walks i'll put it on my phone and basically make my family's lives a misery happy christmas that was Stuart Goldsmith, and now it's time for Elf Lions. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Elf Lions. How are you doing? I am happy to be alive. <laughs> yes, that's good. I'm squeaky clean because I had a bath. Oh, wonderful. Yes, so I'm a really, I'm a deliciously merry little elf. Yes, and uh, uh, it's great to have you for our Christmas special, Elf. And uh, uh, are you a big fan of Christmas music? Yes and no. It's... <laughs> I'm not a fan of the the obvious big hitters, mm-hmm. but I think there is something so comforting in the repetition of it every year. Mm-hmm. So I do I do quite like the sort of uh, Groundhog Day mentality <laughs> it gets me into. Yeah, I, I don't want to be too aggy and just be like, oh no, I hate all Christmas. <laughs> I I understand their purpose. Mm-hmm. They, um, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few times in the year where everyone really knows the words to everything, and That's, everyone's got an yeah. opinion on the music. Mm-hmm. There's a universality to it, which really uh, allows everyone to access it. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but, well, maybe not universality, but it's it's quite common amongst a lot of different people. So, uh, um, but so which you mentioned, there's some songs you hate, the big hits. What what are some of the ones that you just can't stand? Well, it's not so much I can't say, like, I don't particularly like All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. because that was done to death in my teenage years. Yes. Especially when yeah. you like sea boys, school discos, a house party, that was sort of the romantic one to go for. Obviously, yeah. it was done really hardcore in love, actually, in 2004, <laughs> when I was about 13, 14. And I remember that everyone trying to sing that at the Christmas concert. Yeah. So that got irritated me. Yeah. Um, 
And there's that one song, I was saying this with my dad the other day, you know the one, nobody actually knows who it's by, but it's the one. Like, no, like, what? Why has no one really asked the questions about what that song is about? Because I bet you, if we really listen to the lyrics, it's about it's probably encouraging Satanism or <laughs> and then we killed him and tied him up and put his entrails in a bin. It was fun. We did that. And then we had some camembert or whatever it is. Because <laughs> what annoys me is we always do the, you know, the whamageddon. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. think, why do we pick one of the most common songs? Make it hard. Yeah. Pick yeah. Mud, Lonely This Christmas, which is one of the absolute best Christmas songs of all time. Pick something that people have to work for. Yeah. Give it a bit of jeopardy. Well, what I really enjoy with that is the idea that, firstly, um, that the the Christmas song you were singing, uh, which is by the waitresses, uh, by the way, that's actually Matthew Crosby's song of choice uh, for his pitch for Castable, actually. But uh, um, okay, well, but... I just won't talk to Matthew ever again. <laughs> He's dead to me now. <laughs> but, uh, but using that language, like I think, it, do you reckon that if? Firstly, I would love for you to write a Christmas song because the like the entrails and stuff like that is very funny. But also, I I think if you sing in a really positive and Christmas vibe, could you get away with like saying something like murderous and kind of treacherous? Yeah, you know I mean, I think of you course could... you can. Well, I mean, the Pogues. Yeah, this yes. is that song. That's yes. just a really horrible relationship, but we love it. Yeah, I really enjoy improvising Christmas songs to yeah. my partner, much to their absolute despair. <laughs> Because you just know exactly how it's going to sound. Like, I'm locked down with my heart. Yes. It's Christmas. But I'm bubbling up with love. Tier three of family. Oh, yeah. COVID Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I you know that that I, I would love that. I would love for you to improvise me songs daily. That's uh, I, um, that, that I will should... happily do that yeah. on my route to school. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that for you. You should have an elf uh, Christmas uh, advent calendar as well. Like just uh, you open the door and it sings to you. It'd be nice. I mean, I have spoke to my agent about this, and she has said it's financially totally unviable <laughs> and will hemorrhage any earnings they ever do make. But I am very insistent about my brand. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is what's going to make me okay yeah it's a christmas miracle for sure um but uh yeah so uh in terms of christmas music there's something you don't like uh, what is um what is the song you would like to pitch for us today elf now this is um this is probably quite uh, a niche song okay yeah, to be honest you sent it to me beforehand which i didn't uh, it's one of these songs which i forgot existed but it was it was so on point is it summed up my whole Christmas. I would love for you to tell us more about this niche Christmas song. Well, okay, so it this song is called Hip Hop Noel. Yes. And it is from the Disney's sing-along songs, The 12 Day of Christmas, which mm-hmm. was a sing-along video produced by the Walt Disney Home Video in December the 24th, 1993. Mm-hmm. My birthday. Uh, your birthday. So yeah. obviously we can all agree 
one of the best days of the year next to the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I had this video when I was little mm-hmm. and I adored it. And it was only a few years ago. You know, this is why the internet has been such a brilliant thing because you, we've all got it. We've all got a memory of a particular show or a particular mm-hmm. book or a film that we watched as a child that we can't remember all the details to, mm-hmm. but we're desperate to sort of find it again. Absolutely. And I had this with two things. This video, Disney Sing Along Songs for 12 Days of Christmas, because yeah. I couldn't find the VHS tape. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember what exactly it was. And the spitting image 1993 Christmas special when they did the uh, Peter and the Wolf, which is fantastic. And you can find on YouTube and what mm-hmm. is one of the best, best Christmas specials, I think, ever. Mm-hmm. But because of YouTube, one night I just typed in Disney sing along Christmas, which yeah. in hindsight, very simple. And it came up. And then I sat there on a Saturday night and made all my flatmates watch this. Now, this song, <laughs> to give you the context, yeah. it's called Hip Hop Noel. Yes. And it's very groovy. And it's very it's groovy. Oh, so groovy. Um, all the elves are working really hard in, in, in Santa's little grotto. And they've just had enough, really. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. so have all the toys because they're aware that for the next day they are going to be capitalized they're going to be taken <laughs> away from their home where they've built up trust mm-hmm. they see the elves as their parents effectively yeah. and now they're going to be effectively just sent to a new home where the child will probably love them for a few days and then throw them away because <laughs> of capitalist ideals I, I do feel there's a like I don't just to clarify I think there is some projection going here I think there, I think there's some contextualization which yeah. I I disagree I disagree entirely um because I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna sing the lyrics yes please do it's really neat but it also has the best dance that yes, you can it does. learn and I did make everyone learn two Christmases ago so it goes Mr. Claus, we know we've got to hustle, but we have worked so hard so long. You, may we please take a break from all this bustle and shake it to this funky song. It's a Merry Christmas rhyme and it got hit just in time. Hip Hop Noel, complete with a beat that our feet can groove to. Don't stop. Hip Hop Noel, Hip Hop Noel. Hip Hop Noel, we're here with a chill, let the spirit move you. Oh, we groove so well. Hip Hop Noel. And it's just fantastic. And there's a lot of dancing. I'll tell you what, I'll put the video into the uh, podcast link. And also, wonderful rendition there. That was really good. And uh, so there's, there's there's like dances of like uh, Santa in 2D and stuff like that. There's dancing reindeer and, uh, uh, and there's even a bar. To it. It's got yeah. the lyrics up. So yeah. my advice is get the whole video, project it on the wall yeah. with your three, <laughs> three families this Christmas and yeah, do a yeah. big group sing-along because also the songs are pretty wicked. The kids will get involved it's just you can't go wrong with the disney franchise bar the anti-semitism <laughs> which i do not condone uh, if there's dasher dancer prancer and vixen what would be elf lion's uh, reindeer name um pratzer <laughs> you sound like a bottled water company pratzer yeah nice pratzer, the, the brand to have when you have bad breath and bad personality job. 
<laughs> Pratt says good. I like that. Yeah. And Pratzer or like sphincter. <laughs> sphincter is brilliant. <laughs> it's like it's like a little kid just about to go to sleep. It's like, Dad, I think I hear I think I hear a Santa. I can hear the sleigh bells. I can also smell smell sphincter as well. Oh no. Just chilling out outside. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well thank you once again Elf Lions love you lots and lots of likes thank you to Elf Lions and now it's time for Nathan Caton what's going on uh, I'm Nathan Caton stand up comedian and uh, my favourite Christmas song would be uh, Donny Hathaway This Christmas it's just your classic you know upbeat feel good you know warm no, this feel good Christmas song, which for me that's what Christmas is all about, you know, good times, chilling with family and friends, beer, food, enough drink, you know, just having a good time and chilling. That song's the perfect song to just to accompany that, right? Um, yeah. So Donny Hathaway this Christmas. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you can't not smile when you hear that song. If you don't smile, you are dead inside, and you don't deserve to celebrate Christmas. So. My pick for my favourite Christmas song, Donny Hathaway, This Christmas. Nathan Caton certainly does not beat around the bush with what he means, and neither does our next guest, Mr. Dave Hill. Thank you so much for returning back to Castle, Dave. How are you doing? Oh, really great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. And uh, obviously it's uh, the holiday season, Dave. So are you, a, yeah. are you a big fan of Christmas music? You know, it's... I feel like Christmas music is a real minefield. Yes. Yeah. Of uh, it can be really good or it can be really excruciating, <laughs> and sometimes it's a version of like a good Christmas song that it like I like the classics, uh, the classic song. You know, anything from another century, bring it on. Okay. Uh, meaning like you know the eighteen hundreds and before. Um, yeah. And then the thing I really don't like, and I don't know if this is, you must experience this in, in the UK, but here in America, it's very popular to have kind of bluesy, soulful, like people just trying to wring the feeling out of every note, every <laughs> syllable. Have and I hate it. Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I it's kind of it. it's kind of stuff you know they have like on a a parade on TV. Someone will be on the back of a float singing like Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. Uh, that is enough to make me want to skip the holiday altogether yeah. when I hear that. I'm looking forward to. Uh, because Dave, you have quite an eclectic and deep uh, knowledge of music, uh, which really wowed me in your episode, uh, and you displayed a great festival. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what you have to pitch to us for your number one Christmas song uh, for Castable. Well, I don't know if this is breaking the rules. I like it already. And you need to, if, you, if it is, you need to just tell me, and I'll have to like pivot and figure another answer out very quickly. But I've chosen a song that is not really a Christmas song, technically speaking. But given my reservations about Christmas music, I tend to like songs that are just kind of Christmassy and take mm -hmm. place 
during the Christmas general season mm-hmm. in their lyrics. Yeah. So I've chosen um, Vashti Bunyan, Coldest Night of the Year. Do you know it? If I have you don't, no, no idea. You, I'm coming over there, you motherfucker. <laughs> you should know it. Uh, what's it called again? Coldest Night of the Year. Coldest Night of the Year. Do you know Vashti Bunyan? I have no idea. I literally oh, never. Sweet. You got to get your shit together. <laughs> How dare you? Hey, I could I could turn around any point. I can say this isn't acceptable, but like I, I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow okay, it. Okay, no, yeah, but the reason you should allow it is because it's a really great song, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in my expert opinion. And um, I'll tell you why I think it's Christmassy and why it is indeed the best song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just listened to it very briefly, but that is very Christmassy. Yeah, that's that's it's very-, very Christmassy. It's. It's they have like the bells, yeah. the sort of church bells going on, and instrumentation's great. There's horns, there's um, like a to duet, mm-hmm. and it's from. I mean, it's basically the same concept as "Baby, It's Cold Outside." You know yeah. that song? Yes, yeah. It's the exact same concept, um, only the guy is at the woman. It's it's even more uh, problematic. Oh, no. Modern. <laughs> You know, because baby, it's cold outside. I I haven't been keeping. I'm told anyway that as it has been deemed unacceptable yeah. now because the guy is trying to get this woman to stay over mm-hmm. and, and pork. We assume, and <laughs> I think in even making things matters even worse. In 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 coldest night of the year, the guy is over the woman's house and trying to come up with reasons why he shouldn't leave oh which I is see. even more yeah it's even worse <laughs> oh no oh, by no. the modern standards oh, but God. you know i uh i still i think it's a great song and um i'm rooting for the couple and the song i don't know who the guy singing is but i think it's really good yeah, yeah. he's like says he might catch a cold and uh, all these things but um i got i gotta listen so um, why do you think say a cold in the nose, which is such a weirdly specific <laughs> description? So why is this song better than any other Christmas song, in your opinion? Because it doesn't mention Christmas. It's not. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. And so it's not like cloying. It, it could just be on. You could be like sitting with friends. You could have your awesome sweater on, mm-hmm. you know, maybe candlelight the lights are down and you're just kind of cozy with loved ones. And mm-hmm. it's just a great song. And it's, it's from my favorite era of music, really like sixties, yeah. you know, in that ballpark. And, um, and it doesn't mention Christmas, which protects it from yeah. ever being ruined. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, no, no one no, like, you know, Mariah Carey's not going to, get her hands on it yeah for sure and do like a crazy histrionic version of it uh so uh, santa has dasher dancer prancer and vixen but um dave hill what would be your reindeer name my reindeer name uh slasher (laughs) (laughs) or just dave hill (laughs) reindeer dave hill i guess imagine if the final two things were we can call them slasher or dave hill (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey Dave Hill. <laughs> yeah, Dave, I imagine Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Dave Hill. <laughs> yeah. I think that works. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's brilliant well uh, thank you so much for coming back on Dave Hill thank uh, you I'm uh, honoured we're about halfway through our holiday special now it's time for the man himself Dame Baptiste hello there lovely people and lovely listeners at Cast of All just want to say first of all happy holidays I've been asked what my favourite Christmas song slash Christmas carol is and it's a very very hard one because I feel like I've got a number of them for different stages at Christmas like for example I feel like like the beginning of Christmas that's Last Christmas by Wham and George Michael then as things begin to like ramp up I'd say Merry Christmas by Shaken Stevens is a jam but for your ongoing Christmas carol Christmas song underscore I would say for me it's either going to be All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey but mostly anything that's sung by boys to men what you get with a lot of R&B groups is that they all tend to put out Christmas albums and boys to men have one where they do Silent Night and Let It Snow and I've not heard anybody come near to doing it that well however at the same time I have to support British musical talent and I would say that if I'm real honest, my favourite Christmas song is the song One More Sleep by Leona Lewis, who some may refer to as Brent's answer to Mariah Carey. I think she's a star in her own right. Leona's always been an inspiration because I remember before she became big, she set up a studio in her house in Hackney and she was getting ready to go to university and then took a chance on Pop Idol and the rest is history. And she's an amazing singer and it's an amazing song. I also love the song because uh, obviously I... Uh, would say that Leona Lewis is one of my women crushes and whenever I hear this song it reminds me it's Christmas time and I should ask Black Santa Christmas, Black Santa Christmas? Black Father Christmas is what we call him but also Black Santa Christmas or Black Super Kwanzaa Extravaganza Lord, whatever you want to call him but at the end of the day I always write him a list and my wish is that the next time Christmas comes around me and Leona will be singing it together and the next time Leona is in white it won't be Christmas it'll be at our wedding. I know that Leona Lewis is married I'm allowed to have dreams too you know Anyway, I love the song. It's two minutes and 47 seconds, which is perfect for a Christmas carol because it means when Sally from HR gets drunk and wants to do it at karaoke before she starts crying like she does every year, it won't be too long an ordeal. So that is my choice. One More Sleep by Leona Lewis. Thank you, cast of all, and happy holidays, everybody. Dame Baptista, and now it's your friend of mine, Michael Legg. Well, what a what a seasonal gift that we have here. We have the return of the famous, wonderful Michael Legg. How are you? A very ho 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 to you, Matt. <laughs> Thank very you. Ho, ho, ho. I I almost said infamous there, and the reason for that is come up on many episodes. Is that you were the first ever person I recorded for Castable, and I thought you know we can do this in an hour. An hour is fine, and then yeah. <laughs> two and a half hours later, it was a uh, yeah. Well, but, we, I think we both had a lot to say on the subject. Yeah, it, honestly, it was like it was such a pivotal moment in my. It was one of my favorite moments of the year, actually. It was a great, great conversation. <laughs> Loved it. What song are you going to pitch to us today, Michael? Uh, this is uh, my pitch for um, what I think should be uh, a seasonal favorite. That should be a traditional song that we all hear in years to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the song I'm going for is Dig Lazarus Dig by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. That is my pitch as as our next Christmas classic, our Christmas yeah. favourite. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, you know, in in mid-November, we walk into Woolworths. That's still a thing, right? <laughs> and we hear Dig Lazarus Dig by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. We go, bloody hell, is the plane not all red? Yeah. It's, there will be a time when, you know, that's normal. 
Yes. Uh... Now, let, now let me explain my thought process. And I think, I, I think there'd be very few people would disagree with this. <laughs> what ruins Christmas? Presents? <laughs> Presents ruin Christmas. If we, if we could just tweak Christmas, so you go, oh, what did you buy yourself for Christmas? Oh, I bought these things. Oh, brilliant. You got everything you wanted, yeah. right? Yeah. Instead of going, what did you get? Well, I got this load of shit from a <laughs> load of people who clearly don't fucking know me. Oh, that's interesting. Now, if we yeah. listen to the song <laughs> Dig Lazarus Dig, it is uh, about Lazarus, the biblical uh, character mm-hmm. Lazarus, who is uh, risen from the dead mm-hmm. by our Lord and Saviour, Jesus H. Christ. Now, he wasn't asked if he wanted to be brought back to life. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe your second go at this would be, oh, not being alive again. <laughs> not for oh, fuck's sake. I've just got out of it. And now, and there's even the line in the song, but well, no one asked me if I wanted to, you know, and when you think about it, maybe Lazarus, um, maybe he had a terrible family, maybe he had an awful job, you know, <laughs> you know, they go, well, now I have to go back to the terrible family. And go, yeah, you're welcome. Well, fuck you, Jesus. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that's how I look at presents when they're given to me. Because to, to me, this is what happens when someone gives me a present, right? <laughs> they, they don't go, here's a thing for you to enjoy. No, they don't. What they do is, here is a thing that is this size. And now your house is this size smaller. <laughs> Now you have to keep that in your house and your house gets smaller and smaller and smaller every Christmas and we suffocate you with a load of shit that you don't want, that you'll never use, that you hate. If you buy someone a Christmas present and it's not edible or drinkable, you're a cunt. You're an absolute cunt. (laughs) And I think that was the original pitch. You are trying to kick someone out of their own home. And that is how Lazarus felt about his gift. He didn't want it. He didn't ask for it. Fuck you. Merry Christmas, one and all. And that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't want that. So- I don't want that song actually played in the middle of November or even like throughout December. I want that played from Christmas Day until maybe a week after New Year's Day, just so people hear it in that period of time. And maybe, just maybe, during that period, the penny will drop and will go. Oh yeah, I did get that person that terrible thing. Yeah, yeah, they didn't want it, and you yeah. knew they didn't want it. Well done, <laughs> you, you know, you you bought them some terrible ornaments that now they feel obliged to keep in their freaking house. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I like? I like people who say to you, "Do you know what? I nearly bought you that present." Brilliant! Nearly <laughs> buy me a present. Knock yourself out. Nearly buy me whatever you want. Just don't buy it. Because I don't want it. I'm not what? saying I am a man who, who has everything. I don't. I've hardly anything. But that's my choice. Yeah. I want to have hardly nothing. I, I, I want to have nothing at all, in fact. Yeah. Anyone bringing a gift to my house, I fucking hate them. <laughs> and that is the true spirit of Christmas as well. <laughs> it's the spirit of Christmas. If you've gone down the fucking bookworks and bought some toots, and you're going to wrap it up, and you think I'm now going to look after your bullshit? You're wrong. If you could have one band to cover Jingle Bells, who would it be? Well, 
I don't like that song. It's, I mean, that's a shocker already, isn't it? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not really yeah. in. I don't think I bought Jingle Bells when it came out. Yeah. Uh, it's not on the collection. So yeah. I'm going to go with Foo Fighters because I'll, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear them. And it's a, ter- it's a terrible song. And I would rather it ruined part of their career. And do you know what? That's the kind of Christmas present anyone can give me. The demise of Foo Fighters. We're all welcome. Hey, Michael, I almost bought you the demise of Foo Fighters. We didn't buy it then. Oh, no. Damn it. Damn it. You should have bought it. At least give me vouchers for the demise of Foo Fighters. Well, yeah. yeah. Lots of love to you, mate. Cheers, always- mate. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. That was Michael Legg, and from one person I love to another, it's time for Laura Lex. Thank you so much for joining us on this Castle Christmas special, Laura Lex. How are you doing? I'm all right. I love Christmas, as you well know. So. <laughs> well, uh, well, that was going to be my first question. Uh, I was going to say, are you a fan of Christmas music? But uh, yeah, are you a fan of Christmas music? Are you a fan of Christmas general? Tell us why you love it. Okay, now I really feel like I'm talking to the listener, not you, because I know yeah. that you know this. Yeah, but, sorry, this, uh, yeah, this is more context <laughs> for the next 20 minutes. Um, yes to everything. I love I love Christmas music. Um, I actually, Tom, my husband, mm-hmm. uh, has put together a playlist of something like 300 Christmas songs so that we have a big playlist of not just your regular mm-hmm. um, Christmas offerings. Um, I do love Christmas. I specifically love Advent. So I love the build up to Christmas from the 1st of December through to the 24th. I love Mm. that excitement. I love that the world's just a bit different for a couple of weeks. I love fairy lights. (laughs) I love twee decorations. I love genuinely nice decorations. Yeah. I love what Christmas has come to be, which I think is important. Like I'm not religious, but I think Christmas is a point where people get time off work legitimately to spend Mm -hmm extended times with their families i mean i know that lots of retail and lots of people don't but more people than usual get that time off and it's beautiful and we kind of i know we go a bit mad with corporate capitalist stuff but (laughs) it's built on this foundation of wanting to spoil people so yes i love a lot about christmas an awful lot you know what it's finally good to get you on this podcast to talk about something you actually enjoy because the previous time was i hate everything (laughs) i hate music i hate you matt (laughs) (laughs) i love christmas so much when i left university i moved to lapland to work as an elf in santa's grotto i didn't know you actually went to lap i just i knew you worked as in um Santa's Grotto, but not in actual Lapland. Yeah, That's crazy. In actual Saraselka up near Rivalo Airport in uh, Finnish Lapland. And I lived there for two and a half months working for a spree holiday company. Um, and I was an elf in the woods, um, finding families on skidoos and leading them to Santa's Grotto. You know what? That's the perfect uh, just out of drama graduation job. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? It's like, I'm, farewell, <laughs> mother. I'm off to be an elf. <laughs> yeah. It was literally like, I was finishing up uni and I wanted to start like comedy but I don't really know what I was doing and I was in a bit of a Blair relationship at the time and I was like I don't know so uh my friend was going on this trip or Mm -hmm. like was applying for this job and she was like do you want to do it and I was like yeah why not sure I'll come to this job interview and then we went and there we were peanut and fudge the elves oh that's that's very cute were you peanut or fudge peanut I, I can you know you're definitely more of a peanut are you I, I don't know why I said that my sister had just had a baby and peanut was what she called him as a little nickname so I was peanut the elf in honor of my like 
six-month-old nephew. That's very, that's ridiculously cute. And um, <laughs> as any Let's fans might know, uh, uh, you are a big Christmas movie fan as well. Like, uh, yes. so, and I think every year you kind of watch, uh, every day of uh, December, you watch a new Christmas uh, movie or a different Christmas movie. Yeah, well, I make a spreadsheet of all of the Christmas films <laughs> I'd like to get through in the festive period. And that yeah. includes classics, uh, things I haven't seen in a while, new terrible stuff that's come to Hallmark yeah. and or Netflix. Um, <laughs> and I make a spreadsheet to make sure that I can fit them in because there's nothing worse than sort of being busy and then you get to Christmas Eve and you suddenly think, oh, I haven't watched Home Alone or A Christmas Story or Santa Claus or mm-hmm. Polar Express, but you can't watch 12 films in a day. And if you don't <laughs> watch them before Christmas, it's another 11 months before you can watch Christmas films again. So I do plan it quite <laughs> to make sure I make the most of the time of year I'm allowed to watch Christmas films. That sounds, that, that's, that, I, I love organization and Christmas. That sounds good. Uh, and, but okay, we're, we're not going to talk about movies in this, but very quickly, like what is your favorite Christmas film or one of your favorites? Uh, so for, for Christmassy vibes and happiness, um, Home Alone 2, maybe. Oh, yes. Uh, but my all-time favorite film could be argued to be a Christmas film. It is a film called While You Were Sleeping, mm-hmm. and it's sort of set over Christmas and New Year. So it has got a very Christmassy vibe, but you mm-hmm. can watch it all year because it's more of a film that happens at Christmas rather than Christmas being the pinnacle. Got you. But well, let's go, let's go into here what song you would like to pitch to us as your number one Christmas song and why we should pick it for a castable uh, Christmas song of the year. Okay, so it's it's a renegade choice. I just need to, I want to double check that I've got the artist right before I Is lean it... into the set. It's, I want to go for something left field that I don't think a lot of people will have heard. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I like this song is because, one, it's a banging Christmas song. Two, it's very unclear whether it is about Christmas or anal sex. And... <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes it legendary. Well, just to give a different meaning to Santa Claus is coming to town, you know what I mean? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So this song is called Muddy Christmas by Lenny Cooper. And it's a sort of American country rock Christmas song. And uh, it is either about anal sex or (laughs) (laughs) it's about him and his girlfriend driving through mud holes on Christmas Eve. And it's, uh, it's very unclear which one. I wonder if I can... Well, I've got some lyrics up here. Can I? Can we read out some extracts from it? Would that be... Yeah, you certainly can. So I've never heard of this song before. <laughs> and I think it's a, it's a whole album. A whole so it album. goes... It's an Average Joe's Muddy Christmas is the album. <laughs> They're not all by Lenny Cooper. Um, okay. Cold Ford, I think, is how we got into this. But like my favorite lyric, I think it's like, we're gonna turn the speakers up, put it in my truck, gonna hit a mud hole or two, muddy Christmas baby. And that is genuinely how the song goes, like it's muddy Christmas baby. But I just think if you're at an event, you need some Mariah, you need some Chris Rhea, you need the classics. But then if it, if you wanna get a Christmas party a bit sexy, oh. you need a yeah. song that's either about driving through mud holes or anal sex and this is the perfect solution <laughs> well let's let's read can i read let's read out the chorus because i think there's a this is my present for you we're gonna turn the speakers up get it in my truck gonna hit a mud hole or two merry christmas baby that's how the chorus goes 
People are getting furious at the Chris, at Christmas music and when it's played, and they turn to Laura Lex for guidance. What time of year is it usually acceptable to start playing Christmas music? And when September the first. It's oh whoa 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 Renegade's Choice. Why September the first? Because the Edinburgh Festival's done, and all I want to think about is Christmas. That's four months of Christmas, Laura. Yeah, yeah. It would be fine if the stupid Edinburgh Festival wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, if you took out the Edinburgh Fringe, you could have it all the year. Yeah, this year I've just been partying since February. <laughs> um, yeah. Genuinely, um, I suppose probably mid-November I start feeling urges for it. But as mm-hmm. I've got older, I have resisted listening to it until 1st of December just so that I don't get sick of it in any mm-hmm. way. And, but uh, the thing about having like a big expansive Christmas jingle list, which by the way, I've sent you a link to the playlist in case you want to include it in the notes. Thank you, thank you. Is that you're not just listening to the same 12 songs on repeat. Yes, because I think that's where it gets dry. Because if you, um, I think also if you go into like shops all the time to pick up stuff, um, obviously not in the COVID world, but like if you're going out regularly and you hear the same 12 songs, it's like, oh mm. yeah, it can get repetitive. But that's why I like like different and niche Christmas songs. and uh, Muddy yeah. Christmas baby. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much, mate. That was a lot of fun. Um, no worries. Can we? Uh, I'm gonna say goodbye to you, Laura Lex, but I want you to finish it instead of saying goodbye and just say Merry Christmas. Uh, okay. Okay. Thank you so much to my wonderful guest, Laura Lex. Merry Christmas, baby. Thanks to Laura Lex, and now it's time to see what Tony Gardner has under his tree. Welcome back, Tony Gardner. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Christmas everybody. I wish I had some sleigh bells just to ring. That yes. Be, yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be such good touch. But, Tony, are you a fan of Christmas music? Yeah, no, I am. Um, I, I, Christmas music starts on on 1st of December. Where I'm never, I never allow myself to listen to any Christmas music until 1st of December. And nowadays it's it's about we create a, a, a Christmas playlist and I drag all the songs that I like into it. And, mm-hmm. and it just soundtracks the whole of December, really. And it, certainly it has to be playing at certain times, that, that playlist. And, and often it's background music. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we put the tree up yesterday and you have to have the playlist on during the tree and uh, when the tree's being decorated. And uh, yeah, so it's, isn't it, it's sort of rather sort of schmaltzy sort of, lift music isn't it it's a lot of the time christmas music but there's certain albums that that uh that we would have playing that have got a bit slightly more class and so songs that have a slightly more class than other songs in in terms mm-hmm. of christmas music yeah i think it's time to head into your pitch so what do you think is your favorite christmas song um it's same as all my other favorite songs like desert island discs it changes every day really oh really yeah, yeah, and you know, there was so I've thought a lot about it, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> uh, and even last night, when we'd put the tree up, and I'd forgotten about that, it was a brilliant track by Tim Minchin, "Drinking White Wine in the Sun." It's yes. absolutely beautiful, and we put that on last night. And again, I listened to it this morning, and that is a wonderful, wonderful song. But then I decided, no, it's not Christmassy enough, and um, so I'm going to choose much against any i've never heard another track by this man ever so, so again it goes with what i was saying earlier you don't listen to this sort of stuff any other time of year but it's and i hate it for saying it actually it's awful i don't i don't do i mean this yeah chris rear driving home for christmas oh wow yeah yeah no i do hate yeah, I was... myself now that's awful no but it is it just is and and, and why i don't know it's it's always going to be played at christmas um i remember 
once coming home from driving home for Christmas, and I was, I was doing an advert in Spain and it was snowy mm. and, and I was, I think I flew back the day before Christmas Eve and uh, from Zaragoza and uh, mm-hmm. I just remember this song and, 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 and Christmas for us is really all about getting everyone home for Christmas, especially as you get older. Just lovely. It's, it's, it's not much to it, is there, really? It's, it's a, it's, he described it as a Christmas carol set in a car, and it is. It's about a bloke <laughs> in a traffic jam. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just says it's all about going home to see your family, and uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's lovely. Here's some time for some Christmas floor fillers. Tony, if you had to have one artist cover Jingle Bells, who would it be? To cover Jingle Bells? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Underworld. Uh, yes. Oh my God. Yes, that'd be brilliant. About Fifteen minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just keep going, man. Keep dancing. <laughs> so that. Yeah. Absolutely. A big techno trance version of of Jingle Bells. Yeah. Uh, thank you once again to the wonderful Tony Gardner. Merry Christmas, everybody. What an absolute delight it was. And uh, it's time for another little treat from Tucson Douglas. My favourite Christmas song would have to be Bob Dylan's Must Be Santa. It's basically three minutes of Bob Dylan singing about how he still believes in Santa Claus. And you should pick it as the best holiday song because unlike all those other Christmas songs that have like sleigh bells or the carillion all those kind of cliched christmas instruments this is the only christmas song to feature a festive accordion um and it's bonkers every time i listen to it i just imagine bob dylan in the studio being like we need more accordion and uh, and that's why you should you know that's why it's the, it's the best christmas song definitely from the wit and wile of Tucson Douglas, now it's time for the, the enjoyable carnage of the delightful sausage. Welcome back to the delightful sausage. Welcome. How are you doing? Hello. Hi, yeah, Matt. Good, thanks. Merry Christmas. It's Merry... nearly Christmas. Yes. Yes. Uh, are you both uh, fans of Christmas music? Yes. Yeah. Have are you? Are you straight in there, Chris? <laughs> Amy? Are you a big fan of Christmas music? Yes. Are very you? much, very Aww. much so. You listen to it all year. Um, yeah, it's very, <laughs> a, nothing better than a lovely hot June day. <laughs> listen to Bubble. Do you guys like Christmas music? Who doesn't like Christmas music? Well, like I do, but I do and I don't. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, it's got a time and a place, and mm-hmm. if if that overstays its welcome, I get very quickly into hating it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's fair. The first. Uh, the first couple of times you hear it of the season, mm-hmm. like we were putting a tree up and we put Christmas music on and it was like, oh, here we go. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. But then I yeah. know by like probably about the 19th of December, I'll probably completely over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, you and know. everyone's bringing it forward this year, right? Like I've noticed, well, yeah. um, everyone's doing it back end of November because why the fuck not? Fuck off this year. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know whether I, yeah, I'm very, I'm not fussed about it, but I do enjoy it when it's here. But it feels like getting the timing right is important. So you have a really good time. I uh, this I usually leave this question for later on. That's a floor filler question. But when is the, when's the best place to start Christmas music? When's the best place to cut, when's, when's the cutoff point as well? When do you say, all right, no more of that until next year? Oh, I would say December 20th morning is when you start. 
Oh, <laughs> very no. very yeah. the Scrooge of music. Oh, Far come on. No. I, Christmas goes on too long. It goes on too long and then you don't enjoy it. You enjoy <laughs> the first bit so much. And if it was closer to actual Christmas, I think it would all be more magical. It's actually not cynical. It's actually the opposite of cynical. Thank you very much. But I, I think you get like, it annoyed, like she said this to me the other day and it sort of stuck with me that that's what's really going on. It's because like everyone stops working, isn't it? So it's mm. like you, you have to down, you have to down. Like now we're having conversation. You know when you're having a conversation with someone, and it's like, well, it's Christmas now, and you're like, it's December the eighth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand exactly. why we're not work, why we're, nobody's working until January. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's a write off, isn't it? One day, yeah. exactly, exactly. So they write, they write off all of December, most of January, for one day that nobody really enjoys. If you're honest. <laughs> Merry just, Christmas, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about Christmas music, um. What song? I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, with, our, with your episode, you did uh, kind of a, a cat dog festival where they were split in we two. Um, but in terms of Christmas music, what is uh, what's one song that you? Well, you can have one each, I guess. But what's what's a song you would like to pitch to us? What is one of your favourite Christmas songs? Well, I tell you mine, and then Chris, you see if you agree. I think you might like this one. So my favourite Christmas song is um, "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree" yeah. by Brenda Lee, purely yeah. because of Home Alone. I yes. love that film and it reminds me of that film and it comes on and the first thing my brain does is imagine the the sort of cutouts of the people dancing in the silhouette in the window yes. and I'm like yes that's the image I want for Christmas people faking families and I think <laughs> it's more uh, prevalent this year that you're just gonna have to dance with, uh, <laughs> with cutouts <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so that's, that's, me that's my year. favorite <laughs> oh, yeah no. very good you are. I was just dancing when you were talking about the cutouts, like a cutout, but then just realised I was dancing like a dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's all dads are, just cutouts. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. you. And Chris? Do Um, you agree with that? Yeah, like, although you're bringing them in far too late, you've got a solid (laughs) choice to the table. Maybe Christmas is what's going to bring this cursed festival together. (laughs) And technically, it's going on. This is still going on because it still goes on the 25 years. Oh, yeah. it's still bloody happening. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Chris since we since we did that because we've been at opposite sides of the festival. But it's nice yeah. to catch up with you to discuss our Christmas programme. Yeah, this but, is more of a peace treaty rather than a podcast, really. Yeah. yeah. Get the Bring football it. out. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you can bring the cat dog festival back together, maybe we can maybe we can fix this horrible broken world. That's the movie of Castable. It's where we put cat dog back together again. It's yes. a Christmas miracle, and we have cutouts dancing in the field. It's be great. It's perfect. Uh, Chris, how about your? Um, uh, what would you like to pitch for your favorite Christmas song? Probably uh, "Run the Jewels." Uh, <laughs> A Christmas fucking miracle. <laughs> it's not edgy, it's just who I am. Oh, that's so disgustingly that's, predictable. That's, <laughs> that's really good. I really like that a lot. A lot. How does it go? Because I'm um, I'm actually not aware of that song, but I I'm should not do. Saying, I, I am not rapping. Not for you, not for anybody. And I couldn't tell you all the words, but it starts with a very extended... Um, like sleigh bells, mm-hmm. like ringing, and then they uh, kill a mic and 
uh, LP. Is yeah. that his name? Well, oh, I fuck. I hope it's not. I hope you've just said LP like a vinyl record and got someone's name wrong. I hope it's not LP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got LP, uh, you got mini disc, you got fax machine, <laughs> DJ fax machine on the decks. Um... <laughs> yeah, it is. To be fair, it is LP, but EL dash P. So. Yeah, okay. that's all I, right then. Fine. You could tell that because I put an elongated E on the front, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, it's it, it comes in with them and then they do some rapping and it's great. It's great stuff. Um, Real. It's four minutes twenty one long, and it's listed as explicit. <laughs> so that, if you need to know more than that, I'd say just. I think you've both. Uh, true to your own podcast and true to your own dynamic you've gone for very different approaches here and uh yes yeah um <laughs> if, if only insane clown posse did a christmas song but alas alas but uh one day one day chris can only hope <laughs> wait a minute they have advertising oh no what they are they are advertising they're doing hella christmas it's called i don't know what it is but they've been going oh, no. they've been They've been going for, God, how long is it? 20 years. They 100% have a Christmas song. <laughs> and I've just done the Google search in St. Clown Potty Christmas song. Yeah. Autocom- uh. Autocomplete songs. So they've obviously got... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. They've got a oh, song God. in 1990. They've got, they've got years of them. They've got 1995, Santa's a fat bitch. <laughs> 2011, Santa what? Killers. Yeah. 1995, Red Christmas. Yeah, then that's it. Then none of the as I am prepared to read. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, final question. Um, if there is Dancer, Dancer, <laughs> Prancer and Vixen, Sorry. what would be both of your or collective names for... Uh, what would be your reindeer names? Ooh. Um... I think Chris's would be admin. <laughs> I think Amy's would be Shitson. Yeah. <laughs> I love Shitson. Yeah. Blitzen, Shitsman, admin. <laughs> There's definitely an outlier there, but <laughs> and I love how you picked for each other. Um, and uh, uh, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you both. I uh, hope you have a wonderful Christmas. You too, thank you, goodbye. Thank you so much. That was the delightful sausage known as Amy Gledhill and Chris Cantrell. And now it's time for our penultimate act, It's Bilal Safar. Welcome back for this special episode, It's Bilal Safar. How are you, mate? Hello, very good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Uh, great to have you here for this uh, holiday special. Um, but are you a fan of Christmas music, Bilal? Not really. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think only because only because of how repetitive it is. Like, yeah, yeah. I used sure. to listen to the radio a lot as a teenager, and it's just I think that hearing the same exact because mm-hmm. it's not like a normal radio playlist. It's it feels like it's a lot less songs. Like mm-hmm. you're hearing Mariah Carey's one, which I think is a great song, but you hear it so many times over Christmas if you listen to the radio. Yeah, it's fine. I like it. I like the vibe of everything around this time of year but it you know i don't i don't think i have a favorite christmas song that's well uh well that, that's fair enough uh and uh we we will be asking what kind of is your favorite afterwards but there's no pressure uh okay uh, <laughs> um but well i was gonna say that the my favorite song that i think of as a christmas song which isn't one is white Win- winter hymnal okay foxes because the first time I heard it, I think if I remember correctly, the first time I heard it, again, I used to listen to radio a lot. 
and it was snowing i think in london mm-hmm. that day amazing. i think i would have been like maybe 18 or something mm-hmm. um or younger yeah and um and it sounds yeah it's like a snowy and it's got a warm feeling to it Mm-hmm. So I think of that as a Christmassy song, but it, you know, no one else does. <laughs> well, actually, uh, uh, you actually kind of uh, later on. I'm going to do uh, some like quickfire questions for you. You actually pretty much nailed what I was going to ask you, which is what song isn't Christmas themed but sounds like it is. And that is, yeah. I think that's a great shout. Fleet Foxes was it uh, Winter Hymnal? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, Have you heard uh, it? Do you know it? Well, funnily enough, someone else mentioned that song uh, for uh, that question as well, because I think that's uh, that's definitely the right kind of area, I think. I think, think Fleet Foxes are, um, yeah. You know what? Fleet Foxes have got a lot of good shout-outs shout on this podcast. They are they are some excellent, excellent uh, artists. Um, but, um, yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, so I would like to hear um, what you think. If you had to pick one, I know you said you don't really like uh, uh, the repetitive Christmas songs, but what if you had to pick one, what do you think your number one Christmas song would be? Right, so what? let me remind myself what the big ones are. So the Mariah Carey one, the mm-hmm. Pogues one. And then what are the other, like... <laughs> that, that's oh, it. Oh, you know what? I have to pick George Michael's one. Yes, Last Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, why, why is Last Christmas very special for you? Because it actually <laughs> is, uh, weirdly. I mean, it's going to sound like a weird brag, but because I was in the film last Christmas. Were you actually? Yeah, for very, like, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I'm a very, very, I'm barely in it, like, I'm yeah. in it for seconds, but I am like a character in it. Yeah. So it's like a proper job. That's so and cool. And I found mate. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheers. And I was there, there's a scene where she sings it, where she sings the song, and I'm, I'm in the crowd there as well. Yeah. And um, George Michael, this was the last, last, the film Last Christmas was the last project he said yes to before he died. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so he would have been obviously a lot more involved. And on that day, there's like a big scene, you know, where she's singing it and like basically everyone's there. Um, the other guy from Wham was there mm-hmm. in the yeah. crowd. What's his name again? Do you remember? Oh, I have no idea to be honest. Oh, but I, can... I know it. Uh, Andrew Ridgely? Andrew Ridgely, he was there. So for that reason, because I don't really celebrate, we've never really celebrated Christmas anyway, like at mm-hmm. home and stuff. For sure. But now, because I'm in a Christmas film, even though it's a tiny thing, I'm still very proud of it. Yes. And because it's George Michael's thing. That's amazing right there. And it's uh, a good, it's a good brag, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't think it's even a brag. I think it's just, I feel like a, I, I feel proud on your behalf, which is very wrong yes. on me, but I think that's really cool. Uh, but if I said it very casually, it would have been awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you did it perfectly there, because in any other way, but right, well, thanks. Thanks for that, mate. Yeah, sure. Well done. Well done. Yeah. yeah. But that's so yeah, cool. So that is, and I do genuinely like, I think, I think it's a really good song. People get quite furious at Christmas music and when it's played and they turn to uh, you for guidance. Uh, what time of year do you think it's acceptable to start listening to Christmas music? And when is it, uh, when, when's the cutoff point? And what point do you stop? When do you start and stop? Uh, I think you you can start on the first. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think that's fine. And then you stop on the day before. Uh, you do. Would you play it on the day? I don't think Chris- you would. Well, I think people do, especially during uh, dinners and stuff like that. But uh, it's up to you. It's it's your your. You can answer it any way you want. Okay. Well, then I would say the day. Or no, I'll say Christmas Day, but at exactly eleven a.m. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just like just... even on radio stations, if there's a Christmas song playing, it just has to cut off. <laughs> 
So, so in your episode, we talked about uh, starting the military dictatorship, and now it's spread from what a festival to the entire the of the country. Yeah. It, it, oh, you have to do it. Look, with these things, you have to do it gradually. <laughs> you have to bring force in. You can't do it straight away. But do it bit by bit, yeah. like eleven a.m. Christmas, and then next year, no Christmas music. <laughs> and year after, no Christmas. Yeah. Year, yeah. year after, nothing. Literally, no, no holidays. <laughs> You know, you know what? Chatting to you is such a delight. Well, thank you so much, Bilal. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Bilal. And now it's time to open the final door of our advent calendar to Carl Donnelly. So welcome back to Castle. It's Carl Donnelly. How are you doing, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I was just telling you how tired I was <laughs> off air. But, you know, it was apart from that, I'm very good. Apart from having one day of... Or I'd say borderline exhaustion. <laughs> oh, bless you. You know when people get signed off from stuff? You know, like yeah. when a sort of a, a, a performer has to cancel a talk from exhaustion. I've always thought that's <laughs> not a real thing. They've just got a bit pissed or something. <laughs> so, Carl, let's hear what song you would like to pitch to us at Castle for your number one Christmas song. I I don't know if this is going to be a not controversial decision. My song <laughs> I'm going to pick is uh, it's a Cliff Richard, right? Yes. Yeah, and it isn't. It's not mistletoe and wine. It's Saviour's Day. That is, in my opinion, the greatest ever Christmas number one. Uh, not just Christmas. This is. I, I think it's the best Christmas song ever. And I will, oh. I will argue this, even though I'm not 100 <laughs> invested in any arguments. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, if I'm correct, uh, I believe we talked about this uh, before, uh, but. Uh, Saviour's Day is like the follow-up to um, Silverstone and Wine, or the like the spiritual yeah. follow-up. I'd say so, yeah. I'd say, yeah, yeah they're very much in the same, uh, you know, well, they're in a real Cliff Richard vein, you know, sort <laughs> of, you know, when he's uh, when he's when he really started wearing his uh, his faith on his on his on his sleeve, as you'd say, <laughs> <laughs> if you were hosting fucking songs of praise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also the first time someone's referred to it as songs as fucking praise. <laughs> so, w- what makes uh, Cliff Richard Saviour's Day better than Mistletoe and Wine, in your opinion? What What's the edge? It well, I mean, they're both. They, I, I mean, they are both up there in the all-time best. You know, I think there's a. I, I sort of categorise Christmas songs. You've got the big party. You you know the ones that take you. Mm-hmm. There's songs that I hear. And they take me to like a point or a, or a memory of Christmas, not just like an individual memory, but a thing. Like whenever I hear um, "I wish it could be Christmas every day," that mm-hmm. takes me back to Christmas shopping. Chris, and on yeah. Christmas Eve, it takes me to walking into like Debenhams to get my mum a perfume. I just hear that, and I yeah. feel, oh fuck, that's Christmas. So there's different ones, but Saviour's Day, and this is as somebody who's not a you know, I was raised Catholic, but Saviour's Day to me takes me to the sort of the it does take me to the spiritual aspect of christmas i grew up you know christmas day for me was for my whole childhood was get up early presents you know we, we weren't the most christmassy family my family's a bit of a mess but we would still do <laughs> presents yeah and then it would be go to mass right because my mm-hmm. parents are irish catholic so we go to mass, and it, even though I didn't really give a shit about mass, to me mass was a, <laughs> a something I just got through. And weirdly, it's yeah. one of them things now I sort of look back really fondly on, even though I, you know I love churches still, even though I'm not a practicing religious mm-hmm. person. But uh, I, yeah, that's I really sort of associate Christmas with getting up, go to mass, 
or if not go to when i got to like mid-teens i'd go midnight mass so i could mm-hmm. skip actual mass on the on christmas day we'd come out and then we'd go to the pub next door to the church it was an irish social club and we'd sit there for a couple of hours drinks you know obviously my parents would be drinking me and a few of my mates would be running around drinking fizzy drinks and then it would be go home christmas dinner and it was just that for some reason saviour's day is like the soundtrack to that memory yeah just so it, there's a nostalgic element. There is. It's pure nostalgia, and it's purely because it is about the Christian nature yeah. of Christmas in yeah. our in our in our sort of culture, isn't it? I like it because uh, you've really. Uh, I like your pitch because it's kind of you've gone for nostalgia, you've gone for like a, a different, uh, but you've gone for a, um, a spiritual message. You've, you, what you've essentially done is called, you know, all the other ones are about like you know, you know, about consumerism, but this is about the the soul. You know, you've you've pitched that, which is a strong pitch. It's about our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 definitely have. Welcome that voice to songs well. of fucking praise with <laughs> yeah, Carl Donnelly. Yeah. You dickhead. Let's sing with some cunts. Yeah, it's some cunts singing mistletoe and wine. I'll be back afterwards with yeah. Alan Jones for an interview. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I I do. I feel. I I do feel feel spiritual at Christmas. I know it's you know, um, as much as I said, I like putting effort in, but I like buying. It's not buying presents. I like. I like the thought that goes into them. Some some years. I've gone very basic on presence for people, but it's all about the thought that you've nailed that. You know, it shows that you've listened to what they're into and what they like, and you've really thought about it. Um, and yeah, I do think there's a spiritual aspect to that to getting together, or just even like having quiet little ones. Me and my wife, you know, her parents are in Australia. All her family's in Australia. My parents are sort of sometimes they just go to my uncle and aunts, and you know. So me and my wife the last couple of years have just sort of had a very small Christmas, just us. And it just feels lovely, and it's like inter- intimate. And uh, I do, I just find myself getting all sort of, uh, yes, I feel spiritual. I feel like it's a nice time of year to, to reflect and all that. And I think, you know, Cliff's obviously a big old god botherer. So it's for him, <laughs> that's what he's all about. And I just really like, I like that. I like the fact that he's, he's not ashamed to say, no, hang on, hang on, this is fucking Christmas, mate. <laughs> so. So there, that's my uh, that's why yeah. I like Saviour's Day. Brilliant! I, uh, you know what? I didn't expect that tang- uh, that 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 pitch in particular, but what a <laughs> what a pitch! Really enjoyed that. Um, oh, so and I- one quick side note, sorry to interrupt, yeah, please, but um, the video is also quality as well. Can you describe the video? Or what happens in the video uh, to the listeners? Like Cliff Richard, ironically, on a cliff. He's literally yeah. on a cliff singing. Um, Meta cliff. Uh, yeah, and it's um, it looks like the White Cliffs of Dover, but it was actually in Dorset um, before any <laughs> flag wankers get too excited. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, it's just um, it's him and he's singing and he starts and it's all sort of low key and it's a time for giving and it's just nice. It draws you in, and then boom, he's got a whole load of kids running around singing with him and it's big chorus and. You know, he's just—he's got this crazy, what like swaying dance going on. Yeah, it just builds to a real crescendo, and I just, yeah, it's just great. Brilliant. Well, I can't wait to uh, check that out. But yeah, let's head to some uh, Christmas floor fillers, and uh, I'll ask you some, uh, Carl. If you could have one artist cover Jingle Bells, who would you pick? Jingle Bells. Um, let me think. I reckon it would probably be. I mean, I've already mentioned uh, that my love of the Pogues, but I would say Shane McGowan would do a would do quite Ooh. a um, oh. troubling version. <laughs> 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 it's 
especially now when you know he sort of has over yeah. the as the years have gone on he's lost a lot of his um, ability to sing yeah, and speak yeah. uh, often yeah. so i i, I read a um, an autobiography of a punk rock star of Laura Jane Grace recently and uh, she talked about um, the time where her band Against Me were uh, opening for the Pogues and she documents like uh, like two bottles of whiskey, one bottle of vodka like, uh, a, like a whole crate of beer and that was like only for Shane McGowan yeah, yeah. as well and tequila it's like it's, like, it's, un- like, it's so it's crazy. It's notorious like, I've seen, yeah. I've seen you know, I'd say I've seen him perform live with the Pogues, with the Popes before that, before the Pogues reformed back in the, like, you know, this was, this was again, they reformed like 18 years ago or something. But um, I've seen him so many times and every time I've seen him, I've thought, well, this will be the last time, you know, he won't, he won't see another year. And then every year he just comes out looking fine, you know, he just yeah. looks, he's pickled himself a bit, but <laughs> his drinking is just unprecedented. Like he went through a phase where he was sort of, not on the wagon is wrong because he was drinking but mm. yeah, but he did reined it back to just a sort of manageable amount but what he was yeah. drinking his drink of choice was pints of martini oh my god because yeah. it's just a clear spirit essentially but it's not a full strength spirit so to him it was like well this is i can manage this just drinking yeah. pints of martini to level out a bit yeah <laughs> which is what you did before this podcast as well yes like, <laughs> pint of martini. Had a couple yeah well, thank you once again, and have a Merry Christmas, Carl Donnelly. You too. Merry Christmas, everybody. Special thanks to Carl Donnelly, and oh my goodness, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for being part of this chalk-filled episode. My goodness, there's a lot there. A special thank you to all my guests. In order, there is Tom Parry, Nadia Camille, Matthew Crosby, Justin Moorhouse, Stuart Goldsmith, Alf Lyons, Nathan Caton, Dave Hill, Dame Baptiste, Michael Legg, Laura Lex, Tony Gardner, Tucson Douglas, Delightful Sausage, Bilal Safar, and Carl Donnelly. All their promotional stuff will be in the links below. Please go and support them, especially at this time of year in this uh, current climate. All of them do amazing stuff, so please go and check it out and go and support what they do. We need to pick our castle number one, and it's a very tough decision this year with so many compelling cases and wonderful wits and hilarious mentions. But I think it'd be remiss of me to kind of only pick one. But I don't think I should pick any. The answer is not in my hands. It's in yours, listener. I would like you to go to Castle Podcast on Twitter, give us a follow, and take part in our polls there. From every day until the Christmas day, we'll be putting up uh, daily polls to figure out who is the number one Christmas spots. So make sure you go and vote in there and take part. If you really enjoyed these episodes, if you really enjoyed these little clips, there are far more where they come from. A lot more Christmas goodies. All, they're all available on our Patreon site, which is in the link. Make sure to donate monthly and it really does help out the podcast and it allows us to do more special stuff like this. Make sure to give us a five star rating on iTunes. And if you would like to help us but you can't afford anything, that's absolutely okay. But please share this episode with a friend, especially if they like Christmas and Christmas music. There's a lot of funny stuff in here so please do share it and share the rest of the podcast as well and on top of that I would like to give a special thanks to my wonderful uh, agent and podcast executive Daisy Francis for all the help editing and kind of uh, time frames and stuff this has been a massive (laughs) overture so thank you to her and thank you to you dear listeners if you'd like to uh, support me you can also uh, come and check out at Matt's Comedy on Twitter Instagram Twitch I do lots of stuff so come and check it out and we'll be back for more Castable in the new year and I can't wait to hear what you pick for our Castable number one 
make sure to go into Castable Podcast on Twitter for all those polls. And may I say a big old Merry Christmas to you all, happy holidays, and lots of love to you. Take care and good night. Bye.